food. Just saying the word may stir up all kinds of thoughts and feelings inside of you. Do you feel like your relationship with food is complicated? If you are ready to stop being bossed around by what the world says about food and your body, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. I'm inviting you to turn down the volume on diet culture and tune into God's voice with our brand new challenge, Food is Not the Boss of Me. Your body is good, food is good, and learning to trust yourself with good things is exactly what God wants for you. For 21 days, you'll learn to get free from the world's prescription of what you should eat or drink or what your body should look like. Break up with diet culture once and for all. Sign up today for Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. Hey friends, you just heard Elisa talking about our brand new program, Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. That kicks off on January 9th. And we have made it so easy for you to get registered. Swipe up to get registered today. And if this topic of how we can walk in freedom interests you, then you'll absolutely love our guest today. Dr. Carrie Anderson is here with Elisa, pulling back the curtain on science of eating and how our nervous system plays a big part in this. Carrie is a behavioral scientist and therapist with so much experience working with eating disorder treatment. She shares her own personal experience learning to overcome food addiction. And as you'll hear, she believes the love of God is foundational in this healing. Be sure and share this episode and please leave us a review. And don't forget to join us for the 21 days as we explore how to break free from diet culture and walk in freedom of knowing that food is not the boss. And as always, thanks for being here. Peace. Hey friends, it's Elisa here. Okay, just gonna shoot it to you straight. We had a little technical audio glitch with a portion of an amazing interview that I did with Dr. Carrie Anderson. Dr. Carrie Anderson is the author of the book, Food, Body, and Love. And we had a fantastic conversation that we lost kind of half of it with. So I didn't want to throw it all away because what we will be sharing with you where you get to hear Carrie speak and share her great wisdom, it just was too good to throw even though we lost the first half of the teaching. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just give you a debrief real quick again on who Carrie is, and then I'm going to get you up to speed real quick on what we were talking about that got lost in the, in the ether of technology. And then you can pick it up with um, Dr. Carrie as she talks to us uh, about interoception and how important that is to anyone who wants to learn how to trust their own body's hunger and fullness cues. I'm a big proponent of this. I believe this is the foundation of any way you choose to eat. Remember, being on a diet is about changing the look of your body. Having a diet is what everyone does. Everyone has a diet. If you're eating food, you have a diet, but it's trying to get away from this desire to have to feel like we got to fix something and change our body in order to fit some type of mold. Okay. So with that in mind, we're talking about uh, the concepts that Dr. Carey shares. Let me just, let me debrief you. She has a PhD in behavioral health and is a specialist in eating disorders. And she teaches uh, the concept of mindful eating, like we will be doing in Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. 
And she believes that when we learn to be conscious and aware of our bodies, that we will learn to eat from a place of love and not fear. Exactly. Love is greater than fear. There is no love or is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. That's what God's here to do for us. So what we talked about in the first portion um, of her interview was a, a lot of it, which I do remember, and it's not even in my notes, but I remember her talking about how when we don't have that secure attachment and feel safe in our own bodies and whether that's in our own upbringing, in our homes, then we will have a disassociated food uh, or disassociated relationship with food. It will be disordered in some way because that bonding experience of being loved and cared and nurtured for love sets us up for a healthy relationship with food. And if we lacked that in our formative years, then food makes a fantastic substitute. And that's why it feels so hard to go back to a place of trust because of the lack of love. Uh, we, she talked about um, the vagal nerve and the vagal nerve is, uh, you've heard me talk about it before. It's connected to the parasympathetic nervous system. Y'all have heard me talk about the, the um, sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Remember your nervous system breaks down into, well, many parts, but just for simplicity's sake, we have the central nervous system, which is like your spine, your brain and your body talk to each other. So if you want to do a squat or if you want to reach for a glass of water, or you want to get out of the car, that's all central nervous system um, focused and and dominant because your movement is happening in your autonomic nervous system. These are things you don't have to think about like swallowing and blinking and your heart rate. It's just automatically there that breaks up into your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Your sympathetic is your gas pedal. You go, go, go. You do, do, do. When you find yourself triggered by something and turning to food, it's because there's a sympathetic response. There's a fight, fight, freeze. There's some type of fear going on and we're looking for comfort. So the nervous system connected to your sympathetic is kicked in, but we have a parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. If you do a be still and be loved or how you feel after you've worked out and you kind of rest and you go, ah, you have pushed onto that gas pedal and that activates the parasympathetic nervous system. When you are enjoying and laughing and just feeling a, a sense of, of safety and rest, your parasympathetic nervous system is part of that. Well, there's something called the vagal nerve and that is the, like the longest nerve in our body. It's also stands for the vagus nerve being like the wandering nerve. It's so long in our body that it wanders down into organs all the way down into like our belly of our, of, of our body. <clears throat> and that's why you'll feel, if you feel nervous, like you'll feel butterflies in your stomach, that's something to do with the nervous system feeling a little disequilibrium, but the vagus nerve is connected to our ability to rest and digest. It's also known again as vagal nerves. And if we have strong vagal tone, meaning if we're really able to connect into our rest and digest 
and parasympathetic nervous system, our vagal tone gets stronger. Someone who doesn't have an ability to rest and digest and just breathe, then their vagal tone will be weak. And if we have a weak vagal tone, those people will have a harder time intuitively eating. Does that make sense? I know it's a little science, but I believe you, you can get this. You know this because you experience this. If we eat because we feel afraid, uh, we feel worried, we feel shame, we feel rejected, we have feelings that are in, connected to that sympathetic nervous system or our fight, flight, freeze, or just staying safe, then we can stay safe with food, but our vagal tone gets weak. And that parasympathetic nervous system never really gets a chance to fire up and get strong. Our program, Food is Not the Boss of Me, I'm telling you, friends, that's really what it's about. It's to, to undress ourselves of fear or worry or shame or in all the diets you've tried and haven't worked. We have to undress that and really fall back into a bed of faith. Rest with the Lord. Rest when you're about to eat food. Rest. And it's a healing process, takes time, but I stand with Carrie on this, that unless we have this healing that happens inside of us intrinsically, food will always feel like the thing that we're constantly having to try and figure out. So I'm going to leave it right there and let us turn it back over to Carrie as she talks about interoception, talks more uh, in her years of experience, again, as a doctor who's, who really is proficient in the intuitive eating field, and let her share her story with you some more and encourage you. I encourage you to be encouraged that your body was made for this. Just because you failed to do it or feel like you can get it right at shame off of you. May love come over you. The Holy Spirit is here to help and lead us into all truth and to bring to remembrance what God has said. And what he said is the, the enemy came to kill, still and destroy and really destroy our relationship with food, to destroy our relationship with joy, with peace and rest with God and with others. But Jesus came so we could have life that food we eat would help us to have a, a vibrant life, that what we do with creation and how we engage with it would lead to more life. So I hope this podcast blesses you as Carrie shares. And remember, the end goal of this is more love, more life, and more joy for you. We love you. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the rest of this podcast. Peace. Okay. Tell us about interoception. Well, it's, it's our felt experience. It's what it feels like to be uh, fully human in our body. And so it would be everything from, um, I mean, hunger and fullness to pain, to comfort, um, to um, just the little tweaks, or I can hear my heartbeat. I can, yeah. um, I can hear my digestive system from, or I can feel it. I can, you know, it's like a, it's, it's kind of like understanding what's going on. You know, some people um, are born very highly sensitive to that. In fact, so sensitive, it's painful, like yeah. in autism, right? Or in the neurodivergent, they, you know, everything is too much. And so that's why, you know, ta tactile things and they don't want yeah, you know, touch clothes them. touching them or tags in their, 
you know, it's just too much. Or some of the clients that I have, they, you know, they, um, they feel, I feel pregnant, right. Or I feel mm. like I look six months pregnant or my stomach is so big or this mm -hmm. it's because they feel too much, mm. but most of us actually don't feel enough because we is, have yeah. learned to, to shut it off yeah. and to override it. Think of how many times you heard maybe with diet culture in terms of you don't want to ever get hungry. You want appetite mm. suppressants. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take that hunger away, right? Yeah. We don't want it. And yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Actually, it makes everything taste better when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, and I, so I, keep going. But anyway, so, you know, this idea is the, is it's a reading kind of reading your body's cues yeah. is, um, is what that is all about. And we want to do that. Um, and we want to be able to then respond to the body, um, be its friend, to be collaborative with it, to go, oh, well, thanks. Um, what can I do? It's kind of helping me to what do I need? Um, yeah. You know, just same if you, you know, if you hurt you, what do you want to do? I want to not feel, I don't want to hurt as much. Yeah. But, you know, and then the felt experience of emotion. Emotion is not, we don't feel emotions in our brain, mm. we feel emotions in our body. It's a felt mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. of that energy. Mm -hmm. And so many people try to not feel, so they want to numb or they want to get away from the feeling. And yet, if we just stick with it, we just stick with that feeling, which is just part of the energy of the nervous system, um, that it will shift and change. Think about it. Like, um, I, I help my clients to, to imagine their emotion as like this mist or kind of a, you know, it, because it, it moves, it's not permanent. What color, uh, is your anxiety? Where yeah. is it? What hue of the color is it? Yeah. Does it get darker? And then does it get lighter? Does it break up? Does it move into your head? Does it move down into your body? It's like understanding that that emotion is never going to be static. It's going, if you breathe with it and you visualize it moving mm. and, and that energy being dispersed, that feeling will go away. And so we don't have to be afraid of it. It's just information. And it helps yeah. us to go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm frightened or, oh, I'm, I got, I feel like I got, you know, punched in the stomach. My grief yeah. is awful. I'm feeling, yeah. but that as you breathe and you break up some of that energy and stuff, it, it will dissipate. And so we don't have to be afraid of our emotions. Wouldn't it be amazing if someone asked you how you're doing, if you actually, have, if we had language to be like, I'm actually kind of hungry right now. And my back is a little achy sitting in this chair, right? Like actually could give real time information instead of I'm fine or I'm good. Like, no, really right. how, how, what's going on in you, Carrie, I want to do this for our audience. Um, let's practice this together, Carrie, okay. what's going on inside your body right now in teroception? Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm a little excited right now um, because I'm talking about something that I'm really passionate about. And so there's a little anxiety because I'm on camera and, and I'm being recorded. So I feel a little bit of energy right here in my chest and it moves up a little bit. It's like a, it's like a little buzz of energy um, and a little bit of butterfly down kind of in my, um, where my stomach might be. Um 
but I also, I don't actually, I'm not feeling any pain. I've been feeling really good lately good. <laughs> in terms of moving my body. Yeah. Um, so I'm really in a pretty good spot. I have a good, good energy today. I fed myself. Um, well and so, um, yeah, no, That's I feel good. really good. I love that. Okay. I'm going to go. And I want our audience to try this too. Like as we're doing this, try and check in with yourself. Um, yeah, my back's a little achy in this chair. I can feel it. So I keep kind of fumbling around with the, the pillow. Um, I too have an excitement in my belly to talk about something that I'm passionate about. And it does, it radiates, comes up to my heart and kind of drops back into my, this, this area right here, mm -hmm. this gut heart triad or feels really strong. And I am hungry. <laughs> I am legit hungry. I can tell that I'm hungry. I've been on a kind of a back-to-back -back day. So I will be eating after this. Um, yeah, feel hopeful, feel excited. Mm. That's how I'm feeling. Good. That's fun. I, yeah. I was recording a podcast um, about a month ago mm -hmm. and um <laughs> I had been fasting. I had to fast for, um, for a blood draw and the blood oh, draw wasn't until after I'd finished the podcast. And so I was on empty and I was not being mindful, um, mm. and taking care of mm. my body because I went ahead and played, you know, a full hour of pickleball that morning anyway, even though yeah. I wasn't going to be feeling. Yeah. So yeah. I had really low blood sugar to be in this podcast. And all of a sudden I, you know, when, when you're not feeding yourself, so those mm -hmm. of you that restrict out there and you're going to have a lot of anxiety because what happens is when your blood sugar goes low, it signals your body that says, Hey, something's not right. Yeah. So, you know, I, your body goes, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, and so the body starts to go into a state of anxiety. Well, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I'm the psychologist talking about the body <laughs> and all of a sudden I went into this, this anxiety state that I think was triggered by low blood sugar. And I couldn't, my words were gibberish. Oh, I started wow. to talk and what, what I thought and what I was going to say came out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, then you're afraid of being afraid. So you're like, yes. Oh okay. yeah. You're in a so cycle. Then it was so funny because the podcast the person that was leading the podcast, bless her soul. She'd read my book too. And she goes, well, according to your book, I would start breathing right now. <laughs> That'd be good. So we, we did some deep breathing and I was able to finish the podcast, but, um, oh, I feel you. I feel I've had those days for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. You, you kind of peaked on what I'd love to move this towards as we wrap up, but the um, anxiety that someone might feel, whether they didn't need or they have feel, you know, a, a sense of insecurity or whatever's going on. What are some of your top regulation suggestions? Because that's where it's at. You're telling us if we can regulate, then we can approach mm -hmm. the, the um, relationship with food in a healthier way. So give us some regulating tips. Well, the number one thing it's built in, God gave it to us. <laughs> and that is diaphragmatic breathing are when we exhale. Okay. Like, remember, this is a natural thing for people to do. <sighs> mm. Right. God mm. gave us that. Mm. right? A sigh. And it's not being smart alecky like my mom thought, and maybe mm. an eye roll with it might be, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but that natural exhale <sighs> mm. is that diaphragmatic breathing and what that does is it puts the brakes on uh, the vagus nerve puts the brakes on the sympathetic nervous system which is heart rate breath rate it calms everything down in the body so that you can then engage in your you know using your human brain your cortex yeah, yeah. and it calms you down and so the best type of breathing is don't don't suck your stomach in you got to let your belly hang out belly breath, right yeah. belly breath belly breath mm. because what that does is it stretches that diaphragm okay and it's on the exhale mm. so mm. i do it exaggerated with my clients right yeah <laughs> yeah right making noise even so anything wind instruments yes. singing long notes yes. blowing yes. out candles you know, I heard this the other day that that's probably a, one of the reasons why smokers probably really enjoy smoking mm. is the big breath. Yeah. The exhale. Yeah. 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 So if you do a lot of inhale, shallow inhales, that'll put you in a state of stress and sympathetic um, because it's like hyperventilating, right? Yeah. But it's the exhale. Yeah. So if you breathe in, I always say breathe in fully exhale completely. So that's one of the things that you can do. I, I think, think it's, it, I just want to say, I think it's the big thing. I'm, I think there's a lot more, but it's always with it's you. The big thing. It, it's the thing that God gave us that spins us into this life is the breath. Right. So it's like never overlook the power of a breath, but continue. Right. So, um, so what we're wanting to do is, um, to get ourselves in a state of calm. And the, one of the other things you can do is to really go on these, what I call little mini vacations, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether you go to a safe place in your mind or a favorite place that, that you felt God, right? These awe-inspiring places, sometimes mostly in nature, but not always. It could be watching your baby being born or, you know, or any type of awe-inspiring that you know God is exists mm -hmm. because of this. If you can go to that, if you can go into contemplative, meditative prayer, um, mm -hmm. uh, listen to God, like God comfort you com with compassion. Um, I have a number of exercises that, um, that, that I do some writing so that God can speak to us through that, that type of writing. Yeah. Um, so what I hear is it's okay, Carrie, you're going to be fine. I got you. This is good. Yeah. You're fine. You're That's good. Insane. I got you. I love you. You're good. We got this right. Yeah. So it's kind of like calling on him to yeah. be able to, um, especially if I'm in a judgmental state, like yeah. I can't believe I can't believe mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't believe that you're going to be late. What did you do this again? Mm -hmm. la, 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 right. Okay. So, and then there's traffic and stuff. And I go, I regulated and then yeah. I go, and then I hear the voice. I love you the way you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course. Of course you're late, you know, you've got a lot in your plate. You're so, you're good at so many other things. You're, you know, um, you're doing my work, right? Yeah. And so it just kind of 
calming me down yeah. uh, with the breathing and whatnot. And I, and I, yeah. and I really imagine myself safe. See, safety is really important. Yeah. And so if you can imagine yourself with a safe person or in a safe place and yes. know and, and feel God's safety, right? Yeah. When I breathe in, um, when I breathe in, I even imagine the energy of God and the spirit of God moving into me. Yes. And then the heart and lungs pumping it to every cell in my entire body. That's good. In terms of saying you're safe, love, you, you know, love is being pumped through you. You are safe. Things are good. All is well. And so I, but I, you know, I talk to myself all day long. Amen, Carrie. Let's normalize <laughs> talking to ourselves out loud. <laughs> right. I do. Yeah. I talk to my body. I talk yes. to God. Yes. Um, you know, and so it's almost as if there's this little, there's a lot of little people inside of me that I talk to as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer and use internal family systems. And I believe that there are little parts of us that are still afraid and they still tug on my shirt tail and they, and they go, what, a, what about, what about? And I yeah, go, yeah, yeah. and I, so I talk to those little parts and yeah. Yeah. I say, we're good. We got this. It's okay. I get it. I understand. Mm. And so, yeah, I am <laughs> I'm, I'm an avid talker of selfer. Oh, I, 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 I also think it's, it makes, it helps make sense of when Paul says to pray without ceasing. Mm. I mean, it's always, there's always a prayer. There's always a breath. There's always something on our, on our tongue that we can be saying, whether we need to be speaking against something that, you know, or taking captive and, and getting the feedback we need and putting these voices where they belong, which is not necessarily running the show, but helping out as necessary. Mm -hmm. Like, I think everything in life is an opportunity to be praying. I don't think, but it goes back to what you're saying, Carrie, is we often don't know what we're thinking about until we're in a spin, we're in a tailspin or we're, we're feeling like, you know, all systems going off and we don't know how to find our footing. So mm -hmm. it's lovely when we can, and have this ongoing kind and compassion conversation with ourself and God who is in us mm -hmm. like that, man, that'll, that will change anyone's trajectory from yeah. to wholeness. And in the book, I have a lot of, there's a whole chapter and, and I have a workbook that's coming out in February for the book, which is, it's a companion workbook, which is real. I'm really excited to get that project done, but essentially yeah, there's the book and it has a companion YouTube. There it is. Yeah, companion workbook coming out in February. That's all the activities and exercises that you can do. And um, and there's so many that have to do with how do you regulate and tone your vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And many of you have probably heard the buzz, the buds, buzz freights now, the heart rate variance, big deal right now. Everybody's got little aura rings, or mm -hmm. I've got a bed, a bed, a smart bed that tells me what my HRV was for the mm -hmm. night mm -hmm. and things like that. And so now it's something that we're measuring. But the, remember when we were talking about how important the vagus nerve was? Yeah. That's exactly what it's monitoring. They're monitoring the vagus nerve and its flexibility and its ability to put on yes. the brakes yes. um, and to go back to baseline yes. after it's been upset, after the body has been upset right? Yeah. How quickly does the body respond? Yeah. So heart rate variance has to, has to do with that. And the higher the number, the healthier one is. And unfortunately, when people have low HRVs, all kinds of things go wrong with their body, mm. um, immune disorders to mm -hmm. 
you know, to other health problems and to depression. And, and so um, it's a big deal now. And now we know about it. And so we, um, and there's a lot of things that help tone that vagus nerve that we've been doing for forever. It's just now they're just making the connection of, of what we can do. That's so good. Yeah. Exercise. exercise. Yes. Oh, I'm coming Um, back to that one. (laughs) Yeah. What do you have to say? Well, movement um, is one of the best vagal toning activities because the body loves to move. Yes, it does. It just wants to move. And if we listen to it with this interoceptive awareness, it'll tell us when to get up and we, I need, you know, we don't need our watches to tell us when to stand yeah. And to walk <laughs> mind that uh, mind continues to talk to me too, but we really don't, because if we really listen, our legs, our body, will say, I need to stretch. Yep. I need to move. Yep. I feel like walking, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need to measure it. We don't need to be even told, but, but our body does really love to move. And it, it does help us with everything in terms of sleeping better, but also really toning that, that vagal nerve. So Carrie, not about what? calories. <laughs> Amen. No. And, and I think that same thing is like, we, even the word exercise can be triggering for people. So then, right. you know, we've used the word, just move, move. I don't move. get up, sit down, whatever, walk around, even fidgeting, they say has its positive effects on the metabolism. And yeah. And I, um, and I, I love to play. See, I mean, I I've been an athlete my whole life and I just love, I love to play. So yes. I don't, um, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's when I had my eating disorder that I was on machines that were measuring calories. Machines going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think not to bag on, cause I actually absolutely love my, um, elliptical machine. Cause I, um, it's kind of more meditational movement, like a Peloton bike where you just yes. kind of get in a movement, but I can read, I can pray, I can see mm-hmm. there's something about that, but to just stare at the machine and watch the numbers just no, those yeah. days are far behind. Well, me. you know, I actually, my Peloton is where I came up with most of my riding. So yeah, yeah so it is me- meditative for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Carrie, what does success with someone to read this book and apply what you have written? What would success look like when their relationship to food? That they're not afraid of it. That, I mean, that they have, they have a relationship with food that they're drawn to it as a healer. They're drawn to food as, as a life force. And, um, and it's not about a fear-based relationship. It's good. Yeah. I, I mean that, and that's what it's all about. Um, mm-hmm. the whole book is about how we're returning to love. Our ultimate love is God. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, but also it's, it's about, um, getting rid of fear in our life because, mm-hmm. um, and as we get rid of fear and then we move toward a love relationship with our body, with food, with others and God. So that, that's it. Who doesn't want that? All right. You guys, the book is uh, available on amazon.com, right? Mm-hmm. And you can also go to Carrie's website, which is myeatingdoctor.com, right? And they can learn more about about you and your books are there. And right now, Carrie is offering a discount to any of our listeners um, for her self-paced course, right? Right. I have an online virtual course. It's all me talking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's video driven. um, 
and uh, it's uh, I'm giving it to you 50% off. So there it's, you go. You yes, guys in the link, we'll put it in the show notes to so all the things that Carrie just talked about. You can go and learn more and just use the code um, RW50. RW50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put in the code RW50. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. In closing, we do these fun three rapid fire mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. I already know which one of yours is going to be, and then we're probably going to tangent. Uh, what's your favorite way to move your body? Pickleball. Pickleball. <laughs> I Everywhere I go. Everywhere. I don't know if it's an Arizona thing right now. I don't know. My 83-year-old mother plays pickleball three days a week, so... I think that's so fantastic. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, it Mm -hmm. is, it's, it's, it's uh, not, I mean, kind of culty in a way. I remember I go into places. I was at Athleta the other day and this sweet older woman walked in tends to, I mean, it attracts an older population, Mm -hmm. but it, I've known younger people that are getting really fierce at it too, but she could not stop talking about the pickleball (laughs) and get trying to get everyone in there to sign up for her pickleball like team. It was so sweet. I was super excited. I haven't played yet. I need to try it. Yeah. It's fun. I put it off because I kept thinking I'll do that when I'm old, but you know, I guess I'm old. (laughs) Probably Wendy, but I'm with you on that. I love a a play game. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that's engaging with, even Mm -hmm. with other people. So much fun. So pickleball is your thing. Okay. Coffee, tea, or kombucha. What's your go-to? Uh, yeah. Decaf Americano with uh, half and half. Lovely. Mm -hmm. And your favorite, um, brand or place to shop for athletic wear. Hmm. Where do you get your deals or your indulgences? Well, I like the brand. I mean, cause I'm older. I mean, I'm 61. Okay. So I, I like the brand, the, the, I like Chico's and they have Zenergy. Oh yeah. yeah Zenergy the is their yeah. athletic brand. And yeah. so, um, I get a lot of stuff from there. Do you do it online or you go into, just- I go in, I like okay. it. Yeah. We have a few of those here. Fantastic. Well, Carrie, we absolutely enjoyed every moment with you. You're welcomed back here anytime. You're, our, I know our people are have lots of questions. They will find you over on your website. And I thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom. And I just, it's very, very exciting. I think. Thanks. I had fun today. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. We'll talk again. Hey there, friends. We hope you found this episode as fascinating as we did. And if you're ready to walk through how to walk, in food freedom in community, then join us for 21 days in our new Food Is Not The Boss Of Me, launching January 9th. We've made it easy, so swipe up on the show notes to get registered today. And please share this episode, leave us a review, and tell us what you thought by leaving us a voice message. We'd love to keep this conversation going. Click on the link in the show notes. Thanks again for being here, friends. We'll be back Monday with a brand new Revving the Word. See you then. Peace.